Welcome to Land Life, a podcast for North Coast landholders by North Coast Local Land Services. This podcast is all about sharing knowledge and experience with landholders across our region to support farm productivity and healthy environments. North Coast Local Land Services acknowledges the traditional custodians of all the nations on which we live, work and play. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening to this podcast. The North Coast has seen its fair share of natural disasters over the last few years. Aside from bushfires, we've had drought, flood and, to top it off, a global pandemic. And there's nothing like a natural disaster to highlight resilience amongst a community. But disaster can also highlight places where we're not so resilient. And it's the gaps in resilience that brought a small group of North Coast women together to form the community group known as Women on the Land. Through this group, and with the support of North Coast Local Land Services, North Coast rural women are receiving training in holistic decision-making. I spoke to Tracy Doherty from the Women on the Land earlier about how and why holistic decision-making is helping this community. I'm one of the original steering committee members for Women on the Land. Women on the Land was born out of actually Ex-Cyclone Debbie. So when they went back and did all of the community engagement post-Cyclone Debbie and the floods that we had here in northern New South Wales, two of the really underrepresented groups in all of those surveys were people in agriculture and women. A group of very committed people who wanted to see rural recovery, rural resilience built, come together and, and formed the idea that was women on the land. So it was around being able to bring women in rural communities together and allow for them to build resilience, connect with each other, talk about the issues that they were having, the issues their families were having, the issues that were impacting on their farming and their businesses, an opportunity for them to identify what they seen as a disaster, how they might recover from it, and then from there move through what they required from agencies and services and community to put those processes into place. And so what kind of activities does the group do or what kind of support do you provide to the community to help build resilience? So some of the other workshops we've done have been, for example, we had a preparedness workshop in October of uh, 2019. We brought a group of 30 plus women together. We had um, three different uh, sections. So one of them was around animal health and welfare. One of them was around um, fire extinguishers, moving pumps out of water, starting a generator and that sort of stuff. So we had um, people from SES, Rural Fire Service, the local land service vets there. And they came together and we broke our our group up into three sections and we taught them some really practical, hands-on basics to assist them with the upcoming storm season. Uh, July last year, we did one around finance. So it was finance, succession planning, wills and implications of having and not having them. And so we then drew people from within the community in to have those conversations with women. So more recently, Waddle have started delivering holistic decision-making workshops for women in the Richmond Tweed. What is it about decision-making that people might need some help with? Decision-making in itself can be a, a bit of an art form, especially if you're not sure where 
you want to get to. Um, so having that ability to have someone actually break it right down to the basics, but allowing you the opportunity to actually take into consideration everything that you've got to consider, your family, your business, who your support networks are, you know, do you work full-time, a whole range of other things, and then giving you the confidence to go through and actually carry out making those decisions to actually best uh, support you and your family. It's like a flood. It starts with a raindrop. So for every family, for every raindrop we have, we're then building this this wave of change in a community, which as um, and the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So for every individual who is managing holistically, all of a sudden the whole community starts to benefit from that. That was Helen Lewis, a holistic decision-making trainer who's been delivering this training to rural women up here on the North Coast. Helen and I had a chat about the course so I could get a better idea of what holistic decision-making is and why people need it in their lives. I'm very interested in the decision-making process, which is an instrumental part of of holistic management. Um, The decision-making process is really powerful and it empowers families and businesses to really get a focus on what's important to them based on their values and also what they want their future to look like. So I call it the preferred future, like what you you would prefer your future to look like. Uh, And these two elements, the values and your preferred future, actually create your life context, uh, a holistic context. Um, And that gives you a reference point so to make decisions towards Can you just explain how holistic decision-making is kind of connected or linked into holistic management as a farm management approach? Yeah, so it actually underpins the whole process. So in a a day in a life of a a holistic manager, so a year, you know, let's have a look at a year. A year program, if you're managing holistically, um, will start in February. Uh, and for us up here in Queensland, we probably do our we do our biological monitoring in February because we've got seed heads, so we can identify species. Uh, and then we will look at and we to do all this, we have our holistic context, and it's usually you know on the fridge or it's in a frame on the desk or it's somewhere that we refer to. It's in our diary. Um, we're actively making decisions towards that and towards what we want. Um, but the actual program is. Um, the, the biological monitoring occurs in February. In April, we start doing our, our annual profit plan. So we plan a profit first. Um, and we also will do our non-growing season plan and uh, for our grazing. Um, and also we'll be looking at maybe the winter crop, whether we're doing a cover crop, whether we're doing just, just a uh, direct drill into our pasture for our winter feed gap we usually have around that September, October mark before the summer rain comes. Um, So we'll be talking about all that. And then uh, by October, we're really looking at our growing season, looking at sort of working working out where we're having, you know, where we're going and whether or not we've got the rain we think we're going to have and the summer we're going to have. Um, And back in April, we're also making that decision about whether or not we've got enough animals or too many animals so we can make early decisions about destocking rather than hanging on too long. Uh, And then uh, by that October, November, we're looking at that growing season and then we're rolling out. But every time we do the biological monitoring, the financial, particularly the annual profit plan and particularly our grazing planning, we're actually referring to our holistic context at any time, at every time. So it is a critical uh, tool to be using uh, to manage holistically. It enables us to manage holistically because 
you know, as humans, we're great at making things um, and we get consistent results with making things. However, when we actually, you know, we, we don't get consistent results with managing things, which is like people, environment and prosperity. And so what holistic the holistic context enables us to make decisions so that we can manage that complexity better. Um, and we, if we're in farming, we're working with complexity every day. We're working with nature and all the different and all the things we cannot control um, can you know come at us. And so, if we actually are very clear about how we want to spend our time and our life and time, energy, and attention and money, how we want to spend and and, and what we really believe in and our our passion, and then we also uh, understand what we're trying to create, and we have a very good description about what our land has to look like in our preferred future, then that that as a reference point for every decision really helps us to manage that complexity when we run it through the decision tool, which is the ten questions which checks, you know, our, our head, our heart, the future, the present, the root cause, and people, environment, and prosperity. The course that Helen has designed is called Decision Design, and it involves a two-day face-to-face workshop supported by a series of webinars and support sessions, both before and after the in-person sessions. And although COVID made this a little bit difficult at times, a small group of women were recently taken through these workshops in Kyogle. One of those group members was Jackie Pierce, a beef cattle farmer based on a small farm just outside of Kyogle. I visited Jackie on her farm to talk about her experience with the training and what she thinks she'll get out of it. So we're sitting out here on your porch, looking out over a beautiful farm. You can see there's some cleared areas and a bit of bush down the back. Can you just tell us a little bit about uh, about your farm, what you're managing, the size? and Yeah, sure. So we've got about 115 acres here. Um, and probably about 60% of it is cleared and the rest of it is tracts of bush um, in amongst the cleared land. So I might just get you to tell me a little bit about the reasons that you signed up for the Holistic Decision Making course. Well, uh, just after I moved to this land, which was uh, nearly two years ago, and one of the reasons for coming here was to try and make a contribution to the land and to farm regeneratively. Um, not that I even probably really knew what that meant at the time, um, but I you know, knew and didn't want to use chemicals, wanted to try and really um, do something that would make a contribution to the land. And so luckily, um, I bumped into another holistic management course, which was a, um, an eight-day course that I did over a few months. And that was fantastic because it really set the scene for, well, it was completely different, in fact, to what I thought. I thought I was going to learn about farming, but what I actually learned was much more about how to set what's called a holistic context, you know, really thinking about, well, what's the vision of life on this piece of land and what are the values and what are the things that are going to be important and to have a frame within which then to start making the kinds of farming decisions that um, I needed to make and that Tate and I need to make together on this piece of land. So when I saw this course advertised, um, I just went uh, partly because it was for women and um, 
you know, I know some women here who are farming, but just it looked like a really great opportunity to meet some other women who were farming and just to have that, to take a couple of days out because one of the things about um, creating a new enterprise is uh, it takes up a hell of a lot of time and um, I don't take a lot of time out just for that thinking and reflecting and so I thought it would be really good to you know get some new ideas and to just take a couple of days to do some of that reflection about well, where are we at and you know what have I learned so far and um and 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 it was really fantastic for that. So you've done the holistic management training previously and then you have now just completed this short course with Helen on holistic decision making. Um, Given that you already had some knowledge about holistic management and the decision making process, is there anything that you think that you would do differently now? Um, I think the thing that the course really helped with was placing that decision making model front and centre again and I think I did the other course and I was all gung-ho there's just like 50 million great ideas and because it was a longer course there were so many ideas and then just got caught up in the day-to-day and so some of that had gone by the wayside and so I think the doing the course was really helpful because it's um, for a couple of reasons one is, you know, I could just reflect on where my life is at and, you know, tweaks that I need to make um, in, in because there's always challenges about keeping the balance and one of the things about living out here is, and, you know, having a, you know, I think because the animals always come first and so then how do I make sure that family and friends and you know my social needs and you know there's other life needs get met along the way. At the end of this discussion I asked Helen what she would say to people who are thinking about doing this course but haven't quite decided yet. And her response was an emphatic, get off the fence. Holistic decision making is a life skill that can benefit pretty much anyone. And for farmers interested in holistic management, this is a good opportunity to put your toe in the water. If you're interested in learning more about this course, there are plenty of ways to get in touch. You can follow us on Facebook as a great way of staying up to date with all of our events and opportunities. Search for North Coast Local Land Services or the Regional Agriculture Land Care Facilitator, North Coast. You can also call your nearest LLS office on 1300 795 299 or request to be added to our mailing list by emailing admin.northcoast at lls.newsouthwales.gov.au. This podcast was brought to you by North Coast Local Land Services with the support of the Australian Government's National Land Care Programme.